Welcome everyone to episode three of the Shardbreaker podcast. Uh, we're going to be going through uh, chapters nine through thirteen of Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson. Uh, my name is Midnight, and I'm here with Darkness. Hello. And Mythic. What's up? <laughs> um. So yeah. So we're going back in. Uh, you guys ready to start going through chapter nine? Yeah, I'm ready for all the room change colors. And- yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we start off with Vivenna, so we're not starting off with the room colors. We're starting with uh-huh. Vivenna, uh, who has arrived in Tetelier disguised as an old woman uh, by making her hair gray. So she makes good use of her hair color, her hair ch- color changing abilities to basically use as disguises. Uh, and yeah, she declares it the ugliest place she's ever seen. <laughs> Is her first thoughts is just Tetelier right. is super ugly. Uh, it's also quickly revealed uh, that her plan is to rescue her sister, uh, and she mm-hmm. seems to think Siri uh, is probably right. extremely overwhelmed and scared. Um, so yeah, Darkness. Uh, unfortunately, you were wrong about Vivenna's yeah. plans <laughs> coming to the city. She seems to very much just be here. Uh, I mean, which it goes into that I think later as well. But she's she's pretty much just here for her sister. Um, she's worried about her little sister and everything. Um, just uh, a quick question: What do you guys think of Vivenna's view of Siri, based on what we've seen of Siri as well? Well, I think she is not far off, but a little short-sighted. I don't think they probably—they probably didn't have a lot of like communication with one another, seeing as she was supposed to be that prim and proper, and Siri was like this chaos child. Also, your mic's going a little bit, like, in and out, Mythic. No! Place with uh, the volume there. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah, feel like... Ahead, I feel like, yeah, they didn't have that much communication uh, between each other to know whether she would be able to handle it as much as, um, well, each other could. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, Siri obviously thinks that uh, Vivana is it? Yeah, Vivenna. I always, I always second guess her name. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Um, but, uh, Siri thinks that Vivenna would obviously like you know handle it better or in a like more certain way than she does herself. And Vivenna feels like um, Siri's like always gonna be sort of like hes- hesitant to be able to do stuff correctly in that sort of um setting yeah i mean she's, yeah. she seems to like kind of view series like it seems like like her little little scared sister she yeah she maybe babies it seems like she's like almost babying her a little bit yeah she because she she said she mentioned that um siri didn't have that much training as her so she's kind of worried yeah siri was kind of i mean as we've learned i think even in past chapters siri was kind of just like she wasn't really taught a lot she was kind of just left to do her own thing because uh likely i'm assuming if something had happened to vivenna uh Fafin would have been the next in line to go be the the god king's queen just because she was the next daughter before they kind of like the time came and he was like no actually we're sending siri in (laughs) um for for some reason i forgot fafin was a person and i (laughs) thought you were talking about the the brother i was like what (laughs) no i think uh i think the brother's name is ridger yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah so yeah you're very quiet mythic oh what did you say that I feel like Susabra might be into men. 
we'll, at, at this point, yeah. We'll we'll get into some of that later. Um, oh no, I meant, I, I meant with what we know from this chapter, not from like next chapters or anything like that. I'm like mm. it, him not touching Siri before. Just the fact that he did, uh, the one night he yeah. didn't touch her. Yeah, like maybe he's into men. I mean, maybe. I mean, the the priest seems very into him. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so. So yeah, we get that little view of what uh, Vivenna's plan is, um, but then it goes into how all the colors of the city are mentioned again, and it's mentioned that even livestock are colored with either ribbons. Uh, I think they said there's ribbons on all the different on all the cows of different colors, and like they dye the wool of the sheep. So there's like these multicolored sheep wandering around, kind of like Minecraft. <laughs> it reminds me. Yeah, of... rainbow Yeah, so there's, and I think Vivenna is like pretty. She's like, this is horrible. The colors are clashing. Like this looks absolutely dreadful she's also saying next to uh some stone statues that are all apparently decorated apparently uh dressing up statues is a pastime of the people of tetelier they just like put like clothing and all sorts of stuff and like whatever i guess on the statues um we're also briefly uh t like just pretty much the name is mentioned of Peacegiver the blessed as uh the apparently the returned who took control of halandrin after the many war um Based on, and based on his name, it seems like it's it's very similar to all the other uh, returned gods uh, that we've met. Um, we also meet Parlin, uh, who is General Yarda's son. He apparently doesn't speak too much and spent a lot of time in the forests. Uh, he seems quite naive and is quickly convinced by a salesman to buy a hat, um, <laughs> which Vivenna's not a fan of the hat. Uh, and he also apparently uh, has a crush on Vivenna, and apparently he often gave her dead animals that he hunted while growing up. <laughs> Just That's cute. Kind of like, I, I feel like it's kind of like a cat that brings you like a dead mouse, and it's like, look, I've yeah. provided for you. Uh, so yeah, what were your first impressions of Parlin? I know you guys weren't the um, biggest fan of General Yarda, or at least I think Mythic wasn't. I'm still not. So. <laughs> what do you think I, of his son, though? <laughs> but I mean, I feel like it's that sort of naivety that might make it so that he makes a mistake, like a serious one. Mm. But other than that, I like him because it's like a puppy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's kind of got that cute naivety to him. Yeah. What about you, Mythic? <laughs> I mean, well, you say that I don't like his, his father, right? His Yarda? Mm-hmm. Sure? Yeah, like you say I don't like his father, but... To me, I don't think the children should suffer for the bad things their fathers do. So, I mean, I think he's, you know, his own person. Uh, but, I don't know. I, I, he's naive. Kind of, he seems not as, like, he seems full of himself about hunting, but not as much about, like, anything else. He seems, mm. he, he seems to know a lot more about hunting <gasps> than he does anything else. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of when they... Uh, are you going to bring up the market? Uh, yeah, I'm going to bring up the market a little bit. Um, okay, I'll just wait. Uh, I mean, mostly what I was going to bring up is uh, given that there are many Idrians here to trade, um, uh, which Vivenna uh, is uh, kind of surprised about at first, but then kind of makes sense to her and everything. Uh, and then she drops her disguise as an old lady and tries to uh, blend in with the other Idrians instead because she's like, I'm not going to stand out that much. Uh, if there's other Idrians around. Uh, it's also mentioned that dyes are the main export of Halandrin. Um, they are made from the Tears of Edgley, a local flower. Uh, we also get a description of people from Tedradel, which are brown-skinned men with long black beards bound with tight leather cords into cylindrical shapes. Um, and if 
Uh, I think that was my most of my descriptions of the marketplace. If you had anything you wanted to add there, darkness. No, I just, I found it um hilarious that um what's his name? You talking about like the kid? Yeah. What's his name again? Harlan. I forgot. Yeah. Harlan. There you go. <laughs> that he had already gone to the market and he went again and he was mesmerized. That like, he was like, "Wow!" Okay. <laughs> and then, then I was like, "Didn't he already come here?" Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I do get into that further down. Yeah, in the chapter. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, he's he's very he's very kind of like awestruck. And I think also he just they mentioned that he just doesn't spend much time in cities in general. Like he's he's always like out at like forest out uh outposts and everything. Like he he hasn't really spent a lot of time like around a lot of people so i think he's just kind of like in awe of people in general <laughs> it <laughs> seems like um but yeah so then Vivenna is thinking about siri being held captive in the god king's palace and she states that she sees the tactical advantage of sending her the less important daughter if uh there is to be a war but she seems very uh protective and affectionate of her little sister um so she's she's like i see the tactical advantage but like i don't I still wouldn't really want that, even if it is potentially better. Uh, she also sees the duty of giving birth to the God King's son as a sacrifice and something terrible that Siri shouldn't have to deal with. So although she's kind of like, this was my role, she also is like, it's not really... It's kind of an honor to like do this for Idris, but it's also like not really something she was like maybe looking forward to. Like She, she felt of it as a sacrifice more than like something good she would have to do. Um, Venna then discusses how she was uh, able to escape Idris. Uh, apparently most people did not think of her as brash, so she made up a lie about going further into the mountains to gather important roots to disguise the first few weeks of her disappearance. Uh, she then recruited Parlin and some of his woodman friends uh, to help her travel to Helandrin, and then she sent all but Parlin back once she reached Tetelier. Uh I think she mentions that she mostly kept Parlin partially as like just as like a friendly face like someone like she could trust and knew to keep around but also like being like oh he could be helpful uh and she'd also left a letter with her maid to deliver to her father a while after she left and she realized that it would actually probably be today that he would end up reading it uh so what do you think of Vivenna's preparations for her whole lie to get out of uh Idris and to get to Helandrin she's clearly the rest of her family <laughs> She's clearly a master spy, you know? <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, we do learn later that she, uh... She speaks with a single spy. Yeah, she's at least been in contact with one one spy <laughs> this whole time. Um... But yeah, and also... Right, right after we meet my two new favorite people. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, well, before before we get into that, I was gonna say how how do you think Dedalyn is going to react to Vivenna's letter? What 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 do you think his reaction is gonna be to this whole thing? Uh, well, I don't know. I feel like he's a wimp. So your mic. Not... I feel like he's a wimp. So I'm uh, not 100 percent sure he's gonna care enough to do anything actually brash. I think he's gonna be mad, but I don't think he's gonna be able to like he's gonna do anything. Hmm. Yeah, he'll probably be upset. Maybe he. I feel like he's taking enough like rash actions to take you know another sort of impulsive like decision right now because mm. of where she's gone. But yeah, yeah. So yeah. So after that, we finally learn of Lamex, 
Uh, Dudlin's chief spy in Halandrin. Uh, he had apparently been told in the past to take orders from Vivenna as she had been in communication with him previously. So this is the spy uh, that Vivenna has been talking to. Uh, she had sent a letter uh, to him to meet her at a restaurant. Uh, and as they enter the restaurant, Parlin apparently crouches like a wolf <laughs> as he enters, which I thought was just something funny to note. Uh, it's also noted that as they sit down, that Vivenna's hair had lightened due to her anxiety of moving through the crowds at the marketplace. Uh, which I think that's also where Darkness was bringing in the stuff about how uh, he, he's like he's like odd again as they had went through the marketplace. Uh, and then Parlin quickly leaves the restaurant to go back outside, but promises to stay close. Um, he's kind of just like, I, I, I don't want to be in here. <laughs> he, go, he goes back outside. Uh, and then there is a man in mostly brown leather, but with a red vest, who sits down at Vivenna's table. And he quickly announces that he's a mercenary <laughs> and complains about how mercenaries are treated. Uh, and then he's a second man, sits, uh, known as large of girth and with a crudgel and a colorful bird, sits down next to Vivenna at the table. Uh, and the man in the red vest introduces himself as Denth, Denth, I'm not sure if I'm saying that properly, uh, and says the other man is Tonk Fa. And they both shake her hand before Denth then states that they were here to kill her. <laughs> Which uh, and that's where that chapter ends. Yeah, that's where that oh, chapter ends. That would have been a funny uh, cliffhanger. <laughs> unfortunately, we're here to kill you. Anyway. Yeah, unfortunately, we're here to kill you. Uh, what were your first impressions of uh, Denth and Tonkfa before we go into the next chapter? I think Denth, Denth is like probably my second favorite character so far, because um, of his wit and like uh, his his callousness to the certain situations. But uh, and then Takfa is definitely hilarious. Just the like, it's he seems smart, but like he puts on the front that he's this big guy and I, you know, kind of like uh, naive, but he's really not. Mm. What did you think about Denth and Tonkfa when you first met them, Darkness? They, uh, they gave me like trickster vibes, you know, <laughs> just like always playful. Mm. I I had a feeling it was like a joke that they were doing mm. because there's no way that they would announce that like straight up in the public like in just in the middle of the restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> just like sit down. Hey, we're here to kill you. <laughs> you have a chance to run. You know. They they snuck in somehow, sat at her table, all while this other man never right? noticed them. <laughs> like, where was this man at? I thought he was watching outside. Yeah, Parlin. Right. Parlin's Par <laughs> supposed to be keeping an eye on things. To be fair, I don't know if he knows what Lamex looks like. He might just have assumed one of them was Lamex. He may be busy, like, chasing like, the ball or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if they had actually tried to kill her there, or if, like, they, like, grabbed her and tried to kidnap her, he might do something, but... Well, they said... Was it this one? I'm pretty sure they make a comment about kidnapping as bad. I think they mentioned that they might mention that the the next, next time we meet them. Next chapter probably, but yeah, kidnapping is just not their style. Yeah, they do mention that I think right at the start of the next chapter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so the, <laughs> yeah, the, the next chapter kind of quickly just starts where that chapter ended off, where Denth quickly states that the "here to kill you" line was a joke. Uh, he also says they aren't here to kidnap her, as that's apparently a bad business. Uh, I think they mentioned that like it's. You just end up angering too many like well-off people when you. Uh... I, I, I wrote Tonk Fang, one of Tonk Fang's quotes that I like 
right at the beginning of this, I'm pretty sure it says, we will kill sometimes, but we don't murder. That's assassin work. Yeah. And they're not assassins, they're just mercenaries. Uh, but yeah, Vivenna quickly works out that the two of them obviously work for Lamex. Uh, and they give her proof of this with a letter that contains both uh, a true password and a false password at the bottom there. So that's how she's able to verify. Uh, and then Vivenna just is like, okay, we're leaving. Uh, they they had ordered food. I think I think it was Tonkpa who's like, wait, we're, we're, we're leaving the food? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, no, we're, we're going. And she mentioned previously she doesn't really like fish, so she's probably not too excited about the meal anyways. So she's just like, yeah, no, we gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go see Lamex. No time for food. <laughs> um... And then we get to meet Lamex, who is apparently dying and might not even last the day, we're told. Uh, which is proven later, but Fine. yeah. Uh, so Vivenna tries to get some information on the spy network out of him, but he can't even seem to recognize her at first. Uh, and I think he starts saying he's not going to give in. Yeah, he doesn't want to give her information. Um, you spy. Uh, and then we learned that he has inherited and bought breasts. So, like, he has, like, this weird, I think, ripple effect of his breasts as he's dying. Uh, which I think Dent says is, uh, mentions it's because he's dying. I don't remember the exact phrase that they use for that. But, um, his biochrome is acting up, uh, is basically what we've been told. And she's, like, horrified, uh, that, that he has apparently, uh, bought a bunch of breasts. Uh, and... Apparently he wanted them to get in contact with important people, but I think it's also kind of implied that, like, he also kind of wanted the power, but he's, like, his excuse is, like, oh, I need them to get in contact with important people because, like, having breasts is, like, important here. Uh, so, yeah, what did what did you guys think of Lamex? <laughs> uh, well, he definitely got corrupted, you know, by things around him. Well, in their eyes, so... Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, I don't. I mean, even in their eyes, I don't think it's that's true. In all honesty, I feel like he probably like he doesn't really get to explain it, but I feel like he probably had like a um, much more noble idea for taking it. It's probably mostly started as like, okay, well, I need a hundred breaths to be able to get into this party. I need two hundred for this one, you know, and it just kept escalating. Um, I feel like it was for the good of the. The mission that he's on, that he was on, but at some point you get, I guess you enjoy the you know finer parts of whatever it is. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when he's also explaining the fact that he was able to get into places, he was also explaining the fact that he felt like extremely powerful, mm -hmm. and that he's like he liked that what he yeah. was able to do with it and what it like the breath did to him physically. Especially mm -hmm. since, like, you know, he's of, like, older age. So, mm -hmm. I feel like it is majorly corruption. It, it, uh, it, well, it developed to, like, that sort of, like, high corruption point. But, it, yeah, it might have started off as, like, oh, this is, like, a vital part of the mission. Yeah. That has to be done. Well, you know? I mean, I'm going to uh, try to put this in a different standing. Um, at least my thought pattern on it. Like, you enjoy soda, right? Darkness. Okay. No. No, that's the wrong person yeah. to choose. Yeah. Well, okay. well it, it, either way it works. Okay, so no, yeah. you don't like soda, right? Yeah. So if somebody gave you a soda, right, and your day got better, do you feel like your opinion of soda would change over time? 
Like, if somehow, like, I mean, soda I, made yeah. you, like, like, people, like, viewed you better because you drank soda for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, you would... I mean, I guess, yeah, that, that would you, work you, out. You would but enjoy either, that feeling. Either way, that would still be a type of corruption towards what you were believing, because yeah. it's obviously changing your mind, so... Plus, um, she also does talk about the fact that he shouldn't or wouldn't be, wouldn't, like, you know, do that. But he did end up doing this. So. Yeah, she's, yeah. like, I think very conflicted about the fact that someone yeah. that, like, Adrian? she thought was Adrian? a good person. Yeah, and Adrian yeah. and, like, someone she thought was a good person would, like, end up doing that. I mean, as we find out later, you can't give away, you know, a specific yeah. amount of drugs. Yeah, we're gonna, so, like, we're gonna go into that. <laughs> once he take once he takes it, he kind of can't be like, oh, here you go, here's the what I took from you again. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so then, uh, Death then begins to convince Vivenna to take Lamespress. He, he doesn't seem to want them. Uh, Vivenna is pretty horrified by the idea of taking Lamespress. Uh, so yeah, she wants Death to take them, which he seems like uh, he would, but he doesn't want to. And he's like, "Oh, if I t if you give them to me, I might just run away with them, and like they're worth a fortune." Um. Uh, and yeah, before uh, Vivenna can completely make up her mind, though, about what she would do with what she's gonna do about the the breast thing, because Death is like, "You can't let them just like <laughs> die with him." Um. Uh, he grabs her arm, and he he does the whole like my what is it my my. Breath to Sorry, you, your, my life to yours, or something like that. Um, and yeah, and then she, Vivenna, ends up with all of uh, Lamex's breasts, which is at least the second heightening because she gets perfect pitch, uh, mm -hmm. which she realizes when Parlin kind of rushes over to her uh, to see if she's okay. Um, but yeah, do you, do you think Denth would have really run off with the breasts if uh, she had convinced Lamex to give them to him? Like, what do you think about yes. Dent's kind of, like, <laughs> he was kind of, like, weird about the whole taking the breast thing. I feel like he would, I don't know, I feel like he knows, he knew that before, like, he knew what I was talking about before uh, she would take the breasts. I mean, like, so, because I'm sure he's been here forever, or however long, you know, so, like, he's probably learned about breasts. He would know that, like, basically her thought pattern is foolish. Of, oh, I'll just give everything back, kind of idea. But um, he knows that, so he, it would be like if he stayed, he's pretty much, uh, what's the word, in debt, in, indebted to her from now on, because uh, either that or he has the choice of running away. He has only two options. He doesn't have any other options. Mm -hmm. He would either he would either stay and use the breaths in her the way she wants them to be used, mm -hmm. or he would, you know, leave and do his own thing. I think he would leave, yes. You any yeah, thoughts? I agree. Also, yeah. they were talking about the fact that it would be bad for their line of work. Because uh -huh. it would bring too much attention. Kind of like what uh, Vasher said a couple chapters back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is... Uh... I think that's all we pretty much get of uh, Lamex there. He's he's dead now. We got a very short bit of a chapter with him. Uh, and yeah, then we go to chapter 11, which uh, starts with Siri pestering Trelides uh, about making an exception so she can leave the palace because uh, she, she's tired of being cooped up inside the palace. 
Uh, as per usual, Trilides is calling Siri Vessel, uh, which is kind of like her title, which is a bit of a demeaning title, but it's her, her kind of title here. Uh, and they're walking from a green room into a blue room. Uh, as we know, there's every room in uh, the palace seems to be a different, a different color. Um, and she is trying to convince him to let her out or even meet one of the gods. Uh, and she calls the land of the land of the lax and frivolous. Uh, Trelides is not really happy with Siri. He seems quite annoyed and even insulted by a lot of Siri's remarks here. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's not happy with her in, in any way, really. <laughs> um, with her, like, wanting to get out and not respecting the whole, like, week of the marriage week. I forget what it's called. Uh, where you kind of have to stay in the palace, and, like, also, I don't think he likes her demeaning the Halandrin. Oh, no. Oh. I don't know what just happened. I don't know. I'm back, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what do you think of Trelides and Ciri's, uh relationship? Do you think Trelides, uh hates her, or is he just annoyed that she isn't, like, kind of more knowledgeable about everything and, like, her place here? Darkness. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely some slight, slight annoyance, but they can't really speak up about it, considering that, you know, she is above everyone else except the God King. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like most of them don't understand where she's coming from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when she does what she does or asks what she asks. But, yeah. Well, she's kind of, like, breaking, like, they're like, these are these traditions, why can't you just wait a week inside the palace, like, just deal with it? Yeah. Like, you're this honored position, uh, here, because, like, they, they think of it as, like, this big honored thing, yeah. obviously, the, mm-hmm. the, the Idrians not so much, but they're like, you're this big, uh, you, you get to be the god king's wife, and, like, the, the vessel, and, like, you're above us, you should just take, take your week of, just, and just chill, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really understand her, uh what she was like beforehand they're just like you should just be the perfect little vessel for us stop acting out mm-hmm. the, man, the... the man likes susabron in a romantic <laughs> way oh my god won't, and he won't he doesn't like seeing him with anyone else he uh, i'm just waiting for one one god or person to show like an lgbtq thing and be like and be like annexed for it or something like it's against the rules because that is how this feels it feels like this man is so gay for susabron and he wants him but it must be against the rules somewhere i'm wondering if it's just susabron or if it's literally like that is the rule to the entire kingdom he just seems like he's in gay panic mode right now. There's no way a city with that many colors is like against I agree. stuff like that. Against the ra- <laughs> against the rainbow? Yeah. I mean it might right? they might be against it specifically just for the god king though, because he has yeah. to give heirs. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else can be just not the god king. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see a god that is Maybe that's like you he's know, LGBT friendly. Yeah. I mean all the other gods are uh sterile. I'm sure they can be with whoever they want. <laughs> Right? But like <laughs> they haven't shown it yet. <laughs> I'm just I'm just hoping light you know, Light Song will be with me, alright? <laughs> Mythic really needs the proof. He needs the physical yeah, evidence hope. of what's happening. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Need to right. make sure that me and Light Song's love is not forbidden. 
Alright, well, <laughs> uh, we find out today that uh, Trelides and apparently all the servants are wearing gold and maroon, which is it's kind of Light Song's colors. Uh, mm -hmm. They're wearing they're wearing those colors today. Uh, and Siri is wearing a long brown skirt that trails behind her. I think she also mentions it's like quite short. Is it short at the front? No, I think it's just a long brown skirt. Uh, that's like no, trails behind her. Yeah, it said it, it covered her feet, so. Yeah. For some reason I imagine it's one of those skirts that has like the long back to it. In a train, but yeah, it's like too. a... I, <laughs> I don't know why I imagine like that, but no, I think it's just like a very long skirt. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming that the front doesn't trail. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so she eventually lets Trelides leave because she's like, okay, he's not, he's not budging. And she's like, yeah, you, you can go. Uh, and then she has one of the servants get her dinner, and it's revealed that she has aches and pains due to bowing on the floor for six nights straight with nothing happening. So she's, so they, just like that first night, for six nights, she's come in undressed, bowed to the floor, and had to like fall asleep on the floor as he just stares at her all night. Um, I would have <laughs> given up on the given up on like the third night by the so, <laughs> I know I would I would have been like outraged and like screamed at him <laughs> and been like you are either going to take me now or I am leaving. Well well nah. I mean anyway, so she mentions nah, how the servants that far. She mentions how the servants always bring her different outfits each morning. Uh and she oh, tries yeah. to pick carefully since they they apparently never bring back the same outfits. So we don't know uh, what happens to all those other outfits. She has no idea. She's just like, they, they never seem to repeat the outfits somehow. So I, got, I gotta pick carefully and make sure I choose choose the best one. Um, and so, yeah. So that's how fast they make her, the dresses to her measurements. Yeah, well, I mean, they got her measurements that first night. And I think they're just yeah, like... How fast they're getting, yeah. you know, these dresses out to her measurements. Yeah. Also, yeah, the fact that she can just like... I want a more fancier dress, and they'll have it in, like, not yeah. that long of Yeah, they've got, time. like, they've got, like, a, I, I mean, well, based on what we found out from that first night was they'd had a gown ready, and then just kind of tailored it more to her measurements, so they probably may have, may have just been, like, mass-producing dresses before, like, while she was, like, on her, like, however long it took her to get to Halandrin, and they just now just, like, once she got here, they just started tailoring them all to her exact measurements when they got them, so they probably have, like, a wardrobe of, like, like 500 dresses or something and they just keep making more just in case there's <laughs> just like a huge room just filled with outfits <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> um but yeah so she and then for her evening gowns uh she's apparently been requesting more ornate gowns yeah as darkness said that fancier gowns with more fabric mostly so she has something more to sleep on because of how <laughs> just uncomfortable sleeping on the floor has been because she she obviously just, just doesn't feel comfortable to get up until sue sabron has uh left the room <laughs> so she just she, sleeps that, on the floor um, until then she, she, she states that she doesn't get into that bed until she wakes up the first time yeah which is usually after so, he's left yeah, um, but, like, she didn't, she doesn't get up immediately, which is annoying to me. Yeah, but so yeah, what do you what do you think about the fact that nothing has happened for six nights? I well, said my piece. <laughs> well, um, I like the fact that she specifically asked for dresses that are bigger, so <laughs> yeah. she can cover herself just on the ground. She's, yeah, she <laughs> and, can cover um, up I and also, use a pillow. <laughs> yeah, I also is this a chapter where no, it's I don't even I don't remember. But yeah, um I find it interesting that nothing at all has happened and he's giving no sign of like what the reason is. Yeah, there's been there's been no indications of her. He's literally just sat in this chair, staring at her, unmoving for six oh. nights, and then she falls asleep and she wakes up and he's gone. He doesn't sleep. 
But be, it's because he is of whatever that the undead thing. The lifeless. Uh, lifeless. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so that that's what's been happening so far. But <laughs> anyways, uh, a few hours later. Uh, and Ciri is once again outside the God King's bedchamber. So we've been told previously that he had like multiple bedchambers, but it seems like they used this. This one is for for producing the air. This is the, this is this is the bedchamber that they always go to. Mm-hmm. This is the same one apparently. She doesn't get to go to his other ones for whatever reason. Um, well, I I feel like she wouldn't be able to go to the other ones until she's pregnant. Yeah, I have no I have no idea. I don't I don't know. This is the, this is the sex room apparently. <laughs> Oh, um, man, they, they need some. They need a couple more chains and. Uh, oh God! <laughs> it's, a, it's a room, not a dungeon. Like. Um, I mean, I know. Anyway, so she states that she still gets scared, as she still doesn't know when the God King will finally uh, take her. I believe is her wording. <laughs> um, so she's she's kind of always nervous, even though nothing's happened for six nights. Uh, and Bluefingers is waiting outside the door with her, and he seems nervous. Yeah. Uh, he asks her if things go well with the God King. Uh, and he awkwardly comments that she seems quite tired every day. <laughs> um, probably so it she's must be going well. <laughs> yeah, he, but he seems very uncomfortable. And she says, uh, responds that they, they want the air as soon as possible, right? She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired. You guys want the air, right? <laughs> like kind of just make it. A, she's kind of like implying they're doing things, even though they're not. Um, uh, and then he tells her, you might want to be careful, Vessel. Keep your wits about you. Stay alert. Uh, Siri asks if she's in danger, and Bluefinger quickly says no, and has her go into the bedchamber. But he quickly whispers to her before closing the door, saying, "You should watch yourself, child. Not all here in the palace is as it seems." So, what do you guys think of Bluefinger's warnings? He knows about he knows what the God King. <laughs> the God King's not real, <laughs> or like yeah. not a person. So, so, I don't know. So at this point, I had a thought um, mm-hmm. that I think. Uh, it is a test by. Um, this is gonna sound weird, but the the true Susabron, uh, and he sent a you know like uh, lifeless here to kind of test her, mm. and to see and to see if she was, uh, I guess, worthy of I him. I was thinking that in. Um, because like I think what it is, um, and it kind of it it definitely cemented it later, but um, this thought got sentimental later, but. Uh, I thought that maybe he is waiting for her to see how long it takes her before she uh, defies what everybody has told her and does, you know, speak up and say something. Um, and, like, that's what he's waiting on, even though, you know, everybody's told her it's against the rules to speak to him and all of this. I think he's going to get past that. If it, if it, that's a true thing, I think he's going to get past that by saying, well, technically it's not me, it was a lifeless Mm, so she so didn't speak to me. So he's. So you think they're basically testing her to see yeah. what she's going to do? Yeah, he doesn't want a weak air, I'm sure. Mm, I see. What do you mm. think, Darkness? I forgot the question. Uh, the, the, the question was, what do you think Bluefinger's warnings mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Mm, definitely has something to do with the God King and how, you know, it's not happening. <laughs> um, also, it could be like, just the fact that there is going to be political involvement against her. You know? mm-hmm. um, so it could be just like him warning her that, you know, people might try to seem like they're like all for her, like, you know, supporting her, but, you know, they're fake. I mean, we, we, do, we do know that Blush Weaver's concerned about her. Yeah. We did learn well, about that briefly. 
we do uh, also know that there's people that are for the war and her being there to like prevent it is gonna mess it up so at least for nine months <laughs> yeah yeah well not at this pace but <laughs> uh, right <laughs> but yeah maybe that's his plan oh maybe the maybe god king really doesn't war. want to go to war maybe he doesn't like the war either so he's, he's trying to postpone yeah it's... yeah maybe all right uh, so yeah, so then again, Siri is now alone in well, not alone. She's she's Bluefingers leaves. He he like helps her pushes her kind of into the room, uh, and as, as per usual, Siri gets undressed, bows to the God King, uh, and as she's kind of just like bowing there, she's contemplating Bluefingers' words. Uh, she wonders if there's a more subtle meaning behind Bluefingers' words that she would have figured out if she had paid better attention to her tutors in the past. So obviously, it looks like they tried to teach her some stuff about politics, and she I guess wasn't really the best student. <laughs> Um, and so maybe they gave up on her eventually about that, or she just never paid attention. Um, so she she should have some political knowledge and doesn't really, and she kind of wishes she she did at this point <laughs> have paid attention now. Uh, she believes Vivenna would have done much better than her uh, with the whole thing, because Vivenna actually paid attention, I'm assuming, to all her politics classes. <laughs> um, and then, uh, in frustration, she sits upright and speaks to the God King, asking him to yeah. just get on with it. Um... <laughs> And she, she instantly gets terrified that the God King will kill her. Uh, but instead, he sits up straighter and watches her in a way that seems cold and distant. So he kind of, like, like, I guess, like, straightens up in his seat and he's, like, watching her more intently now. Um, and so, yeah, obviously we can now see that the God King can move. He's not, like, complete just, like, puppet or doll or corpse. I think Darkness suggested that at one point. That he might just be I, like. I suggested he was a corpse. Yeah. Okay, like, I can't remember which one of you suggested. You guys kind of both were with a little bit on the on the whole puppet thing. So he That's he does at least right. move. <laughs> we do know that now. Um, like and then uh, <laughs> after a long time of just staring at each other, the God King gets up. I, I'm assuming this must be hours because apparently he he leaves after a long time every night. He yeah he just gets up and leaves through a door near his chair. He just kind of gets up, walks out. There's apparently servants on the other side waiting for him. They just kind of, like, I guess, stand all night on the other side of this door waiting for him to leave. Um, and then, yeah, after no one comes to kill or arrest her, she decides to curl up in the ball, uh, curl up in a ball in the bed and uh, sleeps. And her final thoughts are that the God King's wrath is decidedly less wrathful than reported. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what are your thoughts on Susabron now that we've seen at least a reaction of some sort? Out of him. I still believe he is a. Uh, he's a fake. Lifeless. Yep. I still believe he's a. I can't. Remember, I keep forgetting what the lifeless. name is. Yeah, a lifeless. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna end up saying they're zombies, but you know, <laughs> that's what they seem like to me. Uh, what about yeah. you, darkness? Um. Well, I'm just happy to know that he can actually move, <laughs> and he was looking at her, so. He has some sort of reaction. Yeah. Uh, he he can apparently get up and and walk out of the room by himself, as well. Yeah. So he's uh, he's definitely waiting for something, and if that defiance triggered, you know, movement and just like reaction mm -hmm. in general, then more defiance will probably get what he wants. Mm hmm. Uh, also, do you think Susabron will tell anyone about Ciri's outburst? Because she's really where he's gonna like tell someone they're gonna come like kill her or do something. Do you think he'll tell anyone, I, or is he going to keep it to himself? If that is Susie I, like, I guess. <laughs> I feel like if um, he wanted to have her killed because of like her speaking up, he would have done that on the spot. Mm. You think he would have like called out right away? Like, 
yeah. to like clap your hands and be like, guards, enter the room. He had her. <laughs> he doesn't speak, so. Yeah, he might not speak, but yeah, he he could he could do some sort of action or sound, maybe I don't know. Clap his yeah. hands, and that's just a sign to say, yeah, right, yeah. and the guards in. Or she just has do it himself, actually. <laughs> yeah, he could just do it himself. We don't know how. We don't know. Uh, like, I don't think we've been proven any sort of uh like extra strength or anything out of returns. We just know they have these breasts, uh, but. We we don't know if they have like superhuman strength or if he's they're like warriors and so like we don't know what what anything about their their lives really. Cause she was talking about fearing like uh the God King awakening something and killing her. So. Yeah. Um... I did enjoy those parts. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Where she was like, ah, oh, maybe he'll like suffocate me with my gown or something. <laughs> Or bring the rug up, or bring yeah. the down. Oh my goodness. Imagination on this woman. Uh, so yeah, so that was uh, chapter 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in chapter 12, we are back with Light Song. And we learn what petitions are. Yes, which is why I had previously asked you what your opinions. You guys didn't really have any opinions about petitions, but yeah, we learned about petitions. Um, so... Yeah, Light Song is wearing a very fancy outfit and apparently a, and apparently a fancy hat with it, and he's uh, internally joking that his outfits are apparently extremely complex to put on, and he'd probably not be able to wear them without uh, servants uh, helping him out. Like he's like, I I wouldn't be able to get dressed if servants didn't help me because these outfits are just way too complicated. Uh, he also mentions that he again dreamed of war, uh, which Laramere had found particularly meaningful. And Lightsong uh, finds his dreams disturbing as he keeps being told Halandrin would easily win a war, but in all of his dreams, Tetelir is burning. And so he's, he's very concerned, uh, obviously, because he's been told, like, these dreams are visions of the future. And he's like, I, I don't like that. <laughs> this doesn't seem right. Um, so yeah, your, your previous predictions stated that you thought Lightsong's dreams may be visions of his past. Do you think Larimar is intrigued by Lightsong's dreams because they seem to relate to past events? Or do you think he's eager because of the potential war between Halandrin and Idris? Or is it both? I I think they're just happy that he's able to produce dreams or, like, what they want in that sort of sense. You know what I mean? Like, um, prophetic dreams. And, uh... The fact that these might be visions of the future, considering that obviously um, Tetelir hasn't been, you know, caught on fire, um, or simulating a war like that. Well, war it hasn't been damaged to that. Yeah, there was a war. That's what I'm saying. It hasn't been damaged to that extent, right? Yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't really know what all happened during the war. It was 20 years ago, apparently. So, for all yeah. we know, Tet that that could be visions of Tetelir burning back during the many many war. Oh, I I feel like he would have brought it up. Who? Cause, cause, well, uh, Larimar. Pri- oh, I don't think the priest would have brought it up, and Lightsong doesn't remember his own past. So, am I forgetting how long he's been alive? Lightsong's only been around for five years. Oh, right. Lightsong okay, is well, uh, well, it's been five years <laughs> since he his human life died. And he became a returned. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he, uh, unless he was like a teenager when he died, he probably would have been around in his past yeah. life for okay. the many war. So maybe it could be a memory too. Yeah. Um, mean, that's what my that's my assumption is that all of these are memories. Uh, it's kind of solidified later for me, but 
um definitely i've still going i've been going on that basis that they're all just his past he's seeing something from his past and they're making it seem as if it's the future mm-hmm. and do you do you think that uh larimar knows that these visions are like of his past if, if that is what's happening or do you think that he he believes that they are of the future either way because he seems apparently yeah very intrigued uh, by the whole thing light song notes um well what we get later, I think it's the pat that he knows more about it than you know he lets on. Okay. Well, yeah. If that's the case, then yeah, he would have to know. And if he finds so much significance in, uh, lights light song, um, like bringing up his past, then he has to be reporting to someone else. Hmm. Mm. All right. Well, that was the dream. Uh, and then the, the actual petitions kind of start. So there is a woman uh, comes to petition Light Song. Uh, and while she's kind of walking up, Light Song tells uh, Larmar or uh, Scoot to have uh, all the other people waiting outside just sit on the grass instead of standing. Like they've been apparently like, it's like staying for hours. It could be hours more. He's like, just, just let them sit down. Like it's fine. They don't need to stand for hours and hours. Um, and then we meet the woman whose baby is dying of death fever. Uh, and the woman basically just is begging and crying about uh, asking Light Song to heal her baby. Uh, and he tells her, I cannot. Uh, twice. Because she's like, please. And he's like, I cannot. Uh, and then... Uh, actually, actually um, because I've, I've, read, I've read this five times. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, uh, he actually doesn't, she doesn't say it again. She says, please, and then Light Song says, I cannot, and then in a lower tone, at least the way the audiobook was, in a lower, much more sullen tone, he says, I cannot. Oh, because the, the way I read it was he was, like, being, like, extra firm. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, no. I yeah. I read it that way, but, like, it's also read in the audiobook the way. Oh, okay. That, that's yeah. just the way I, I read it I for figured, some reason. I figured it was more in, like, a remorseful, I can't really help kind of way. Mm. Not a, like, I can't. <laughs> you know <laughs> oh yeah i think i had taken it as like a he's like almost angry at himself but he's like i, I can't do this and he's like saying it like firmly and louder that's how i had read it <laughs> in oh, my yeah. head because um, the way it was in the book uh when i was reading it and when i was listening to it it never says she says please and then he mm-hmm. says i cannot and then he says to himself silence and then i cannot again like oh, he, it's never said in there that she repeated yeah. it yeah also, he did close his eyes when he found out that it was a child. Yep. So I'm assuming it's that, you know, why is it always a child sort of mentality? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just going to... Yeah, because how it's written in the book, it says, the woman says, please, and he says, mm-hmm. I cannot. Then there's silence, and he says, I cannot. Like, it's like italicized, the cannot. Yep. Like, someone says, I had, I had read it as emphasis, and then she just says, thank yeah. you, my lord, and fi- she finally whispers, and then... She leaves, yeah. weeping quietly, child clutched close to her breast. I mean, and the blind people like, watch her go, looking miserable yet hopeful at the same time. And then, and then you learn about what it actually is. Yeah, so we go I into... <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, and then we... Yeah, so we learn that the pigeons are basically for people to beg Light Song to give his life for one of theirs or for a, a person they love, like their child or something. Like They're basically begging him, like, give up your life to heal one of us like it seems 
mainly to be like people probably like dying and stuff um so he he basically runs off upset he like leaves the whole thing he's like i'm i'm done with this uh larmar comes up to him and lightson calls him uh lightson calls himself selfish and asks why they think he would want to die uh larmar tells Hmm? he also makes the comment or he also says like any other time he says scoot yeah he when he walks away he literally says larmar and that struck a chord with me i was like dang he's getting serious yeah he's he's very very upset by the whole thing yeah. And, like, he's been doing this five years. Like, as far as we know, it sounds like these petitions and the art things are, like, almost like a daily thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been having to, like, see these dying people, like, pretty much every day for five years and telling them, I won't help you. Yeah. Um, it, it killed me. Because before that, when when they were in there, and, you know, they're like, oh, here, save my baby. And all I'm thinking to myself is, okay, Light Song is just being, like, you know, that I want to be the not, I can't do anything for anybody kind of person. Like, maybe the reason they do come here is he can do something. Like, he could heal them somehow. And mm. then... Well, we learned that he, he technically can, but... Well, as I'm saying, but then he storms off. Like, before, while yeah. I'm reading it, my thoughts were, that, like, you know, he could... They wouldn't be here if he couldn't do something. And so then I was like, okay, maybe she, he could heal him, and he's just choosing not to. And then when he walked away and he was like, uh, this is, you know, if I do this, it's killing me. Uh, why would people come to asking me to kill myself for them or something to that extent and i was like that is so sad like mm-hmm. that is terrible you're asking a god to be like okay well i'm a god i can just give one person all of my breath and it you'll be they'll be fixed or whatever just mm-hmm. that that's so selfish of one person to ask anybody yeah well god. i mean and we learn from larmar which we'll go into a, a a bit more after this but like that's basically what we're told is like basically the point to the gods like they apparently have a goal and then they have then they give up their life mm-hmm. that's all they're it's here for person to give it to yeah yeah that's uh, that was the other thing that i thought was why why it made me think that uh everything that is going on is in their past because it's he's having dreams about about the past to find the goal that he wanted before he became what he is now before he became a god he had a goal and that's what they were set upon doing and that's why they were brought back uh and then they don't remember it so they have to learn it again somehow they have to figure it out and then like that's kind of what those dreams are for that's why he's jotting them all down that's why he's you know trying to piece everything together so he can uh aim light song into the path he needs to be so he can do the thing he needs and then he can give his breath to one person and save them which is once again selfish of one person to ask that but mm-hmm. what are your thoughts so far darkness these petitions i personally it would drive me insane yep he says that later too yeah he says that like you can't go mad it's impossible <laughs> as a return it, you it, it's not yeah. possible it's like headaches aren't possible getting drunk <laughs> is impossible <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's a lie. <laughs> um, specifically because there's no way there's no wear and tear to your mental capabilities living out like for that long and doing all that stuff. Um, not only that, but the fact that you would have to give up your own life just for one person after seeing all those people that need the help. Like, I, I feel like it's just 
no way, no no way you look at it is gonna be able to make it seem like a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, when uh, Lamar says you can't go mad, it's impossible. The quote, I, I just went back to the thing to look it up. I but, know what you're uh, about. Yeah, he he literally says, "Sure, I can. I ha- I just have to concentrate long enough." You see, the great thing about madness is that it's all in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think basically also, what, what Larimar is saying, uh, and that's actually the chapter, but I think basically what he's saying is like, it seems like basically the returns don't have any physical or mental like mm-hmm. conditions. Oh. Like they, they're basically like yeah. perfectly healthy at all times. Um, so he's basically saying like, it's impossible for you to like get like any sort of mental sickness. And, <laughs> and Lightstone's just kind of like at that point, like, yeah, but even if it's not a mental sickness, I can still basically go mad if I try hard enough or if I think yeah. hard. I'm pretty sure but, I made a comment about that, though. Go ahead, Dark. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> also, I forgot. <laughs> I know, I knew I was, that's why I was letting you know my things. All my stuff's written down. It was something about, like, the crowd gathered there. Um, the people yeah, outside? I guess I'll just, yeah, I guess we could just move on. I mean, I can go back to what I was saying, and maybe you'll think of it. But um, he, he makes a comment about, uh, I think he, he said a couple gods' names or whatever, talking about... Yeah, I was I was going to get to that next. So yeah, he, he does talk about how Comseer and Brighthue, which is apparently an, mm-hmm. another one of the good ones, is what Lightsong calls them, are they're dead. So they've obviously mm-hmm. decided to accept one of these petitions at some point in the past. And I think Mythic might have brought up, like... You had said it sounded like Comseer was dead based on the they they were talking yeah. seemed like mm-hmm. they were talking about Comseer in the past tense when he was talking to Blushweaver. So yeah, we do know that he basically says like all of the good gods that would have done good things are all dead because they've they've just given into these petitions and so they're just left with like all these like crappy gods. Basically, it's kind of what he keeps going through every time we kind of have his uh, his point of views. Um, I just remembered what I was gonna say. Um, so. The great, I forgot again. Forget it. <laughs> I'm oh, so no. It's okay. Uh, um, the quote that I wrote, I hope uh, I believe it was from Larmar. Hmm? Um, uh, is the thing, the thing is, returned aren't meant to stay. We extend their lives, giving them extra time to bless us, but they, they're really only supposed to remain alive as long as it takes them to do what they need to do. Yeah, and that is sad as. Yeah. Oh. Well, the thing also, is, though, is like the way it's explained. This is kind of we're kind of. I, I haven't really done the whole chapter, but we're kind of just going into it. It's whatever. Um, but basically, it sounds the whole thing is that he says that basically when you die, you see something past death, and you're mm-hmm. like, I need to have this done. So that's the only reason you come back to life. So like you just be dead otherwise. Like the, the whole reason to become a returning come back to life is basically like I have this thing that I need to do, but but coming back from dead like from the dead somehow like gets it causes them amnesia like they get rid of like all their memories around so now they have to refigure out what it was that they were meant to accomplish what they saw in the beyond and i think um i think they kind of imply that their visions are what like, are related to what they need to get done potentially okay so is this um this same chapter where they talk about um how uh the petitions like give out um, a, oh, yeah. a feeling of like a hope towards the people yeah so they say like, that, like they hope that they're gonna be the one person that you yeah and that's you what give your life for. Keeps, like their view of like 
a god going as well. Yeah, that's one of the one of the things. Yeah. Um, also, doesn't Light Song also question here if he really is a god since he cannot really help everyone else? Uh, I believe so. I've got to go through my notes. Yeah, we've so got a little bit out it... of order here, so I'm just trying to find where all my. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I'm I'm assuming not even they know if they're really gods. Yeah, so he does he does say at one point because um it's in the whole thing where it's explained that the returned are considered to have goal in the kind of whole goals thing that Larmar brings up. And Light Song asks, um, uh, keep them alive long enough to do it, as Mythic said. Light Song asks, what happens if he doesn't believe in any of that? And Lar Larmar says that maybe that's why Light Song came back, but admits that his, the logic kind of breaks down. Of like, it's like, oh, you came back just to realize that you have faith in yourself, but you've forgotten that. And it's like, no, that, that kind of doesn't make sense. <laughs> he admits. And that's when they kind of get a little jokey again for a second. Uh, even if Light Song wanted to like stop doing the petitions, he wouldn't be able to because it would like it would like bring his people down you know yeah well i think that i i don't know if maybe the god king would do something but they're basically told that like they have specific duties they have to do like they can do pretty much anything with their free time they're like they're gods they're free to do what they want but they have to do these petitions and the the offerings or whatever it is yeah i wonder what would happen if you just don't <laughs> i mean the god king might just kill you <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they 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 fall under the God King. I'm assuming the only person who has power over them is the God King. Is the God King? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I just found that quote for what he, what he says. Oh, the the thing about oh that kind of logic breaks down. <laughs> yes. So wait, you're saying that on the other side, where I obviously believed in the other side, I realized that if I returned, I wouldn't believe in the other side. So I came back with the purpose of discovering faith in the other side, which I only lost because I returned to the first. Returned to the first place. He's like, yeah, that kind of that logic breaks down. Yeah, and then Lara's like, that last one breaks down a little bit in the face of logic, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, I guess that doesn't make sense. That's not your purpose here. Um, is yeah, that's, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what do you guys think Light Song's purpose is? I, I mean, honestly, I mean, jokingly, his purpose is to be with me. But <laughs> not jokingly, I think he's here to uh, probably sow something in the from the past. Like, he's, he's trying to mend something from the past. I think it has something to do with that woman he saw. Um I was really kind of hoping when they said, oh, this woman brought in a child that, like, he was going to look at her and she was going to be, like, close to the image of this person, specific person, mm -hmm. mainly because I wanted it to be, like, uh, the future, like, he saw the future, mm -hmm. um, but nothing has shown me that yet, so. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's, I think he's here to correct, like, a thing that happened in the war. You think, I... yeah, so something happened in the many war, you think he has yeah. to correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, you're talking about his, um, purpose, like, his sole purpose? I'm, th I'm thinking more of, like, a, a god's purpose in general, like, the mm. returned, where I just think they're banks, you know? Like, collectors. <laughs> so. You think they're just collecting soul, or, uh, breath? breath. <laughs> Breaths, yeah. Like, sort of like a, a, a channel, you know? Possibly. Yeah. But it there there's obviously going to be side effects. So I'm assuming that here's, like here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? So if he gave all his breaths to a specific person, mm -hmm. 
that's what they want him to do. Yeah. Wouldn't they then have, like, however multitude of breaths this guy has? But yes, I believe do, so. Do the, but do the breaths that he collects every himself. week add up? Yes. We don't because really know I, how I, that works, I, yeah. I, I thought he used it up to, like, maintain him alive. Well, here's the thing. I have a feeling that, because I've been wondering why the whole, why do you only take one breath? How is that sustaining you, like, for an entire week kind of idea? That their bodies are breaking down. Um, regenerating? <laughs> well, no, breaking down as in, like, uh, so because they're dead, they're unable to uh. hold breath, which doesn't make sense to me on the 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 monochroma thing really Biochroma? Break, yeah it's kind of where it breaks down for me because mm-hmm. they have all of this like oh i walk in and you know everything is brighter and yeah i believe they're at the fifth heightening it says yeah but like it, it's weird to me that like why do you only need one breath every week is it possibly because a normal person only has one breath so they have to remain a person every week so like they're only going to take the one from somebody because i don't know if it's it, it's probably adding up but like I don't, it's just weird to me you don't nobody's losing breath on a constant daily basis yeah no it's normal like, person is it's like cpr <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you're putting a breath into person every time you get cpr every week yeah um but I'm just going to go through some of my notes that we kind of, we skimmed over some stuff because we ended up just going into the whole conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, I think we mentioned Comsier and Brighthue are dead. Um, Light Song eventually has Larmar uh, call off the positions for the day. Uh, and he goes and chills on the covered patty for by, by himself, contemplates Blush Weaver's words to him from the previous chapters. Um, and contemplates why people have faith in him as he tries to show himself as stupid and selfish. Like, he's he's trying not to come off as a god you want to, like, petition and stuff, but people still worship him. Uh, Larmar comes back up, which Light Song can sense using his life sense before even hearing the footsteps. Um, and then they had the, the little joke that we mentioned earlier about the descent into madness and how he can't go mad. Um... And yeah, Light Song had asked what the point is in having a god that can heal one person and die. And then that's when they go into the whole this is the there's like reasons why you came back from the dead. Um, and you have to complete that, and then you can move on finally. Uh, and fully die. Um I wonder what happens to the to their followers, like the believers of that certain god, once the god dies. They move on to a different god. Probably. Well, I th- I think what happens is it sounds like they believe in the whole. It's kind of like a pantheon of gods that they all follow, and they they say that you go to each different god for different reasons. Yeah. So okay. although I don't know if they worship technically one specific god, one they just worship them all. Okay. So, but like, <laughs> I guess I guess that works out. Like moving yeah, on to a different one. Yeah, you're worshiping you're worshiping a pantheon. You're not worshiping. A specific, a specific guy, one, like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more like the Greek gods and Roman gods and stuff. How there's like yeah, the whole yeah, the whole group of them, and you might have like a favorite within them, but you still like yeah. respect them all and worship them all. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming once they like did their task, you'd be like, oh good, my god did what it wanted, and it's moved on, it's done what it had to do. And so you're ha- like, <laughs> it might not have chosen you, but like you'd probably I guess be like happy that they were able to do their thing that they meant to, were meant to do. Yeah. Um, I also, also don't know how they choose who goes to which petition. Like, I don't know if you just choose the shortest line or like <laughs> how that works. 
Yeah, I know. I thought I, I thought originally they said something about like people wanted like when the paintings came up, they were talking about uh, they sent it to specific gods because they wanted specific like blessings. Yeah, um, well, the, I think those were yeah more mundane things, but it seems like pretty much all the blessings are about people like basically dying or like having horrible illnesses or yeah. something. So I'm assuming oh. you just go to any of them for that. I don't know. Well, <laughs> it doesn't mention. I mean, yeah, I guess so because the mother did did say that the child was like, you know, brave, but I mean like to the baby. Yeah, I, I I think you might just go to be like, "Oh, maybe this god might be more sympathetic to this ailment or like they have less of a line today than the other people." Like I'm beautiful, I don't deserve to die. You're beautiful. The god, the goddess is beautiful, or something. Like yeah, that. like you have an extra pretty kid that's dying, and you're like, "Oh, I'm definitely gonna go to Blush Weaver for that one." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, um, yeah, because, because the blush... vain Blush Weaver is gonna look at somebody. She's Blush Weaver the beautiful. Honestly, vain as fuck. I I wonder how it um, like a god giving up all their breath. I wonder how it affects the person they give it to. Yeah, we don't I'm know. Saying. Yeah, do they just become this extreme frightening person? Like that's crazy. Yeah, we don't we don't really know a hundred percent what happens yet. Uh, if you or, get the breath of a god. He, he, here's here's a, a a thought, right? You give mm -hmm. the they give the breath to these uh, this person, and then like the guards or the uh, lifeless go and slaughter their family. And then they forget everything, and then they're a god, and they don't remember all of that. that happened. Oh! <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> Here, we have a new god, because I don't believe in the whole, but you it, died this noble cause, and that's it, why you're named But it wouldn't be in front of everyone, because it is a petition, so... Well, that's the thing, right? So, like, okay, I give you the you breath. You pull them aside. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I choose this person to give the breath. Okay, cool. Everybody else can leave. We're gonna do this new trial or tribulation, whatever, you know. This, yeah, they probably uh, have some sort of ceremony. Like, you probably wouldn't just be like, okay, give him your breast yeah. and you just die on the floor here in this room. Yep. <laughs> just like out in the open, he's laying on the grass, like... Yeah, behind closed doors, you know, okay, I gave him the breath. And then maybe they make up a story, right? They say, all right, well, the person that got the breath, they left Halendrin, they're, you know, whatever, they're not coming back kind of idea. And then, here's a god, we got a new god, guys. Like a couple weeks later, they're like, "We would present to you, Light yeah, Song's uh, replacement." Yeah, the replacement, well, the replaced. Yeah, like or, you know, come up with a story. Come up with a story. Like, oh, they died in this specific way. They're the brave. They're the you know bold. They're whatever you know. Imagine the intensification, and that's how you become a god with breath. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, no. I'm um, sure they could figure it out. Uh, but yeah, so that is, yeah, they're kind of whole, they have, that's very philosophical, yeah, talk they have, which has a lot of questions, uh, left unanswered there, so but once, they do eventually. Once I liked Scoot for other than his name and his, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much just his name. Um, I finally liked Larmar, like, genuinely, because he actually seemed like he broke out of the whole, uh, priest to God thing. And talk to talk to Light Song like he was a person. A person. Yeah. Not a god. And that that made me feel real good. Yeah, because I think it's his head priest. He's like not just like your head priest. He's also probably like he's probably be pretty close to Light Song's like closest friend, I'm assuming. And he's also like his mentor, because he has like especially when you like first come back and you have like absolutely no information or memories, he's like 
the one person you get to like talk to and stuff properly. So, and they've been together for five years, so they probably have a pretty close relationship. Yeah, they've been dating for five years. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I thought. <laughs> We're gonna go back in the podcast. I bet you it sounds like she said dating. Mm-hmm. All right. They've been together for five years. Pretty sure they have really close relationships. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that after that talk though, Light Song uh, asks Larmar what he thinks of the new queen. Uh, Larmar kind of makes a joke that it smells like an interest in politics. Uh, but then yeah. goes into the fact that he says the court of twenty years ago thought it would be a good idea to bring a royal daughter to Halandrin. Uh, Light Song then contemplates that the gods that made that decision are all dead, and they left inferior replacements. Um, he then asked Larimar to get him a box with Blushweaver for the court assembly tomorrow during the judgments. Uh, he mentions he gets a headache from politics, and Larimar again says that Light Song cannot get headaches. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think about Light Song getting more involved in politics, and what do you think his kind of plans are? Is he just getting information, or is he planning something? He's specifically going to blush Weaver's box during this, whatever the court assembly and judgments are. Uh, he's too he's too not interested in politics to be able to plan something, you know? <laughs> I feel like he's interested in politics. He's just not showing his interest in politics so he can hold up the front of, like, this I'm not that good of a god person. But it's, it's Light Song. Putting it. It's Light I Song mean, the Lazy, though. <laughs> no, it's Light Song the Brave. No. He's pretending. <laughs> Um, I mean, think about it before before we go on to the next section of it. uh, Think of it in darkness like this, right? I feel like his persona of I want to be this uh, non-dependent on God is because he's sat here for five years listening to these people tell him him their sob stories, and he just wants them to leave and not come back. So the best way to do that is to say, okay, well, I will never give you what you want stop coming to me yeah you know what they need is therapy if he can just sit there with a notebook it'll be fine (laughs) but yeah so then we get a quick pov switch to siri before the end of the chapter who's uh basically just uh contemplating standing up to the god king uh while she's alone in his bedchamber staring out at the sea uh she pretty much decides that she should have done this days ago she's like i i should have just like like spoke to him like days ago like this is ridiculous uh and she decides specifically that she will stop being afraid uh so yeah what sort of interactions do you think uh siri and the god king will have now that siri is more determined to kind of like face him i want her to walk in there stay fully clothed walk <laughs> over to the, the seat and like talk to him just i thought you were gonna say like bitch slap him or something across the place. i thought she was gonna sit on his lap <laughs> oh here's the other here's my other thought that i thought of Okay, way later, but that's way more uh, NSFW. Um, oh gosh! That she was gonna walk in there, take off her clothes, and start <gasps> like she's gonna walk over to him and just pretty much <laughs> reverse. You know, oh god, I don't. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Okay, we're good. We're good. Like, oh, all right, give, you're you're giving me an air. You know. Oh god, <laughs> I don't think she wants to get pregnant though. She's, she wants to delay things. She's gonna suplex him into the bed. Yeah, I think she's gonna go over there and be her chaotic. Like, uh, loudmouth self is gonna walk over there, show him, you know, who she really is, and it's gonna be like, you know, you're either gonna talk to me, or you're just gonna listen to me talk to you, like, cause you don't yeah. want to do anything with me, so I need somebody to talk to. 
She's like, you gotta tell me what the fuck's going on. <laughs> what if he just really needs therapy? This whole this whole kingdom needs therapy at this point. <laughs> they just don't need therapy. I agree. I mean, most most governments need therapy in this way. Yeah. Also, uh, if Siri is gonna like go go talk to the God King and actually interact with him properly, what sort of personality do you do you expect from the God King? And do you think he will speak to her? No. I don't believe. I don't think this is the actual God King. Well, then, if if we do meet the actual God King, if if she proves herself and she meets the actual God King, what what do you think he'll be like? I think he's gonna be. I've had this feeling he's gonna be like this. Um. It's gonna be like the reverse of what everybody's tell, saying. Like he puts up a front, kind of like Light Song does. He puts up a front that he's like this powerful person, but then you're gonna get. She's gonna get him into the, like the bedroom, and he's gonna be like you know much more meek and like uh, relaxed with her. And you know, hopefully, if he actually does talk, and that's not a lie, he'll you know be able to be her finally the one person to talk to. Um, and then you know maybe they'll have a conversation and he'll be like hey i didn't i never really wanted to attack your you know hometown i'm not that type of person but everybody sees me as that so i want i have to like put up the front that i'm going to but i'm trying to you know trying not to go to war and prolonging it as long as possible kind of idea and then maybe they'll fall in love and then maybe light song will be there with them and i'll be even more happy <laughs> um I I don't even know. It can go so many ways. But um jokingly obviously I wanted to be like some, you know, edgy, you know, like <laughs> sort of rejected person, like I don't want to deal with all of this. But um realistically, I'm pretty sure I feel like it's going to be the sort of like, you know, I'm tired. And like why is this all happening sort of person? Mm. Because they they seem like they don't want to deal with like what's going on, you know? Because mm -hmm. usually a king takes the mantle of like, you know, doing shit themselves. And it's so complicated for him to do like stuff in general. If if he is real, I mean. If he so. is real. <laughs> He could. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of there with darkness. He could be a front. It could be a word. You know, oh, we're using the name Susabron to put fear in people, but we don't really have a god king. You know, everybody just thinks we do. Like, mm -hmm. that'd be a great ploy. I mean, but then it wonders who is the actual... That's head. that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, who, who would be, like, the mastermind in all of that? The people that say that they talk to him on a daily basis. Would it be like a small council of just like you know, yeah, people who touch maybe, him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the people though that are the ones that uh, was said that uh, are basically his voice. Yeah, yeah, I think that know. would be Trelides and the other priest, like kind of just under Trelides. I think Trelides is got uh, Susan Brown's high high, uh, high priest, so he would be the one, uh, the most in charge that Susan Brown would talk to. I don't know if I like. Neutralities? Mm -hmm. That's the guy who talked to Siri before she walked in the room, right? No, that mm -hmm. was Blue Fingers. Trelides the, talked no. to Siri in the previous chapter. He, yeah. Uh, he was the one that she was annoying about going out. But Blue Fingers oh, is yeah, the yeah, one yeah. who gave her the the the, uh, the warnings. Blue Fingers is the the head scribe. He wears brown. 
he doesn't wear the God King's ever-changing colors. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. How they're confused on them. But, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's probably definitely up there on that list of people that probably could be at the top, the head. Or maybe they're in a, like, in a serious relationship and he doesn't want to change. <laughs> oh my god. Totally... It, all, it can always be a possibility, you know? Darkness, darkness, you're only fueling my fantasies for Susabon and <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Alright. Well that was uh yeah, that was chapter twelve. Uh what's our next, what's our next group? Our final our final We still have one more chapter. We got one, our final oh, wait, chapter. Yeah, we got another Vivenna chapter. Uh oh, did I not read thirteen? I don't know. <gasps> Do you not read thirteen? Nope, nope. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh. Okay. I had to just read the first part of that. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, I we're back it, to I Vivenna. Made, I made a comment to it already about it, so I definitely had to have read it. Yeah, I, I think you maybe just were confusing it with, like, the previous Vivenna chapter. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I, I think I just thought that... Well, yeah, that too. But I think I just thought that um, the God King... Or not the God King. The, the whole Light Song thing came the last chapter we read, but... Yeah, no, there is one more. So we got Vivenna's POV for this chapter, and she's basically talking about, uh, this is when we go into the whole, like, can she give the breasts away thing. Yep. So she's like, I've got the breasts, I want them gone. Uh, she's also it's noticing that she has perfect gone. hue, and is struggling... I mean, but, Sorry. Do you think Vivenna has, has breasts? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Every, I... time, every time you say breasts... I think that every me too. Time. Oh my <laughs> but like, gosh! Besides that, besides that, um, this is like one of my favorite chapters because of the way she's expressing, like you know. Oh yeah. I need to give it away. Yeah, she's like. Yard yeah. Tell, yard tell. So yeah, she's she's surely not to find colors pretty. She's like she can see everything like perfectly now, like all of the colors, and she's like, it's pretty, but I don't want to find it pretty. Yeah. Uh, and basically, Denth and Tonfa tell her that you can't give away one breath at a time. Unfortunately, yeah. you have to give all of them away or none. So she would basically be completely breathless. She would be drab or whatever the different terms there were um, if she decided to give away these breasts. So it's either you hold on to them or you have absolutely none. I think that also scares her being a drab because mm -hmm. it's like she, like the Idrians especially like consider the breasts to be like part of their soul. And so it's she's like, I, I, I can't close to their chest. Oh, my gosh. Um, and anyway, so they say that another option would be to awaken a bunch of stuff, just so she doesn't, like, hold, holding all them in them. But Vivenna feels that would be even more of a sin than just holding onto them herself. She feels that, that, like... Hmm? On that topic, remember when we were talking about how... God dang it, what's the sword's name? Nightblood? Yeah, remember how we were talking about how Nightblood, and I, I made the comment that maybe, you know, its breath was put into this weapon, and then it... You know, became sentient because you put in either enough breaths. Uh, kind of makes me think because then they were talking about how the tarp or whatever that that you know turned into a hand and picked him up and then put him down on the ground um, was trying to mimic human. Things. Yeah, the apparently awakened objects try and basically mimic human anatomy and stuff like that. Like I think it was a, a cloak or so, or like a tapestry or something mm -hmm. that like it looked almost like it had like muscles or sinew in it. Yeah, but then I don't remember which one made the comment about it. But when they said to put it in an object and then you could just leave it there, it made me think about the fact that maybe that's what happened. Maybe they left it in Nightblood and over time he became sentient because it would continue to try to mimic human nature. Mm -hmm. Kind of idea. That would be a really cool idea. 
Yeah. And then maybe now Vivenna will have, if she ever does it, will have an object that will have sentience at some point. You know, that made me think, what would happen if you put breath, like, all your breath, except for, like, a limited amount, and you try to give your breath away? Yeah, I don't know. They don't really like, go into that, whether it's it's possible to, like, yeah, like, put your breath into something, give whatever else you're... I was also thinking about that during the chapter when I was reading it, is, like, what happens if you awaken something, give what breath you have left yeah. into to someone else, and then take the breath back from the, the awakened uh, object. object. But um, they don't bring that up, so I don't... And I don't remember far enough into the book to see if... <laughs> I, I don't remember far enough into the book to know if it's explained it anyway. But I'm wondering if, like... That I was wondering if it, you were using all of your knowledge or if you are using just the knowledge that we are... Preparing. No, I'm, I've, I've been trying to use just knowledge that we have so far with all, anything I also, mentioned. And also, just like, as I said, like, I read this book a long time ago. I have... I know bits and pieces of the plot, but I don't remember all the intricacies of everything. Um, I mean, it's a really cool idea. Yeah, that also... That also makes me wonder what would happen if you die while your breath is also in an object. It's mm-hmm. gone. It, is it? I, I, th- I think. Well, they say any breath you're holding is just gone. Yeah. Uh-huh. We don't know yeah. about awakened objects. Um, I was also, as I said, like I don't remember anything about like intricacies of this, but I don't know if maybe like if you're drab, you can't do awakening, and thus you wouldn't be able to take stuff back from an object. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe that's why they don't suggest that. Or maybe Dent just doesn't want her to give them away. Maybe he's just like not telling her about certain things because he doesn't mm-hmm. want her to give the breath away. Because well, he seemed just... to really want her to keep them. Yeah, well, I don't think... <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say... Oh my god. <laughs> I know, right? If you put a single breath in, like, you know, 500 objects, or, well, 499 objects, um, and then just handed that to somebody, could they, if you know, use their ability and bring it to them? You know, give it to them so they have one breath back? I mean, that would be an interesting concept. I I wonder if you can merge two, like, different people's breaths into one object. Yeah. Like, both try to, like, awaken one object. You know what I mean? Oh, I just remembered something that I was, I I had written down uh, for chapters ago or something like that. Um, When he originally took, or when he gave the breath to Vivenna, Mm I like I like the fact that it was set, stated that you, nobody can take breaths. You have to willingly give it to somebody. Yes. Yet it never said the other person has to be willing. Yeah, no, you can just force your breaths onto someone. Like, like Vivetta got them. Crazy. <laughs> it's not consensual CPR. <laughs> Basically. I saved that joke for that book for that specific scene, but I never said it. I forgot. Oh, right. I forgot completely to say that when when uh, we were talking about that originally, that he literally was like, I'm giving you my breath. Yeah, he like, like grabbed, he like forcefully grabs her and he's like, he's like, you're taking these, basically. Like, he does the whole little saying thing and she's just like, she, she doesn't have a choice. She can't reject them. They're just hers now. I can, I can imagine my just, breath smells. I can imagine him just like laughing that like old wheezy laugh in the background <laughs> just like in the afterlife. You know, like, haha, it's your problem now. Also, imagine if Lemex has suddenly become a returned right then. Like, he dies, and then suddenly, like, they're, like, in the room, and then suddenly he's just, like, back, and he has no idea who he is. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. We have a god here now. I mean, Vivetta wouldn't consider him a god. 
No, but yeah, the other two might. We don't know exactly what their religious beliefs are. There's there's another odd question though. If let's say he did turn into, you know, a god at that point, how did how do the people in, you know, the the actual, you know, theocracy even realize that he has reawakened Return. you know yeah yeah like... well i i'm assuming what happens is that it's basically like if you're in halandrin you and you you'd probably go to like an authority figure be like my relative or friend or whoever has just returned and then they'd be able to probably like you can tell because of how much breath they would have oh. and so they'd probably then like send them to the, the council or something okay but with that theory wouldn't yeah. there be like a group of people or just like people in general that don't do that and just like stay hidden i but i think it's mentioned because... very briefly in previous chapters that there are returned in idris but they just are never given the extra breath so they're only alive for a week yeah, and dead die live long yeah so but that's the thing right so like because it kind of goes on that theory i had earlier about the fact that they're dead they died meaning that all their breaths would have gone away they mm -hmm. would only have one breath like you know like to live you only have one breath so mm -hmm. like do they just awaken with you know a fifth heightening amount of breaths or are they only given one breath and then like it's slowly diminishing and somehow because they awaken they're able to be at the fifth heightening already like it all we know is that happen. all the returned gods are of the of the fifth heightening we do not know yeah. if for some reason they had those breaths beforehand uh, or what, but we just know that they all are fifth heightening. It it pisses me off that I don't know the limitations to this, because <laughs> I can't make any theories. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I can make plenty of theories. I think that, I think, kind of the fact that, like, I think that all of these people who were, are now gods, had to have already been at the fifth heightening, died, all of the breaths still in them, but they cannot be, like, anything with them. They're, they can't, so like, access them properly. Yeah, they're only on one breath. Always. Yeah. And what happens if you give your goodbye? Can you give your breath to a dead person? Possibly. I I have no idea. They don't they're mention. Not, they're they're an inanimate object. D and D rules wise. Well, I mean, I think they can, they basically from from the little bit we know, like it seems like the lifeless are basically like awakened corpses. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's what happens, but I don't know if the whole my breath to yours thing would work or not on them. Versus yeah, that's what an I was awakening thinking. command I'm not, separately. I'm not, I'm not thinking of like awakening. I'm thinking of like, can I give a corpse of a like, 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 <laughs> a, like let's say someone dies like literally seconds in front of me, mm -hmm. and I'm like, here, take my breath. Yeah, we don't know. They they have not mentioned. <sighs> it would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? On to what you were saying, though, uh, midnight. I I was just gonna keep going, so I was just um. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so, those, so, um, where were we at? We, uh, but yeah, Vivenna had felt it was a sin if she was going to awaken things versus just holding them inside her. Um, and then Denth and, and Tonkfa bring up that their boss is dead. Uh, and then Vivenna obviously seems like, oh shit, their boss is dead. They're going to, like, kill me or something. And then, of course, again, they get annoyed. They're like, we're not going to turn on you. Why is everyone think badly of mercenaries? Like, that's their whole thing. Like, why does everyone think so bad? Leave us mercenaries. We're just doing a fucking job. Stop stop doing this. We're not going to turn they, on you. Uh, they, they put themselves into, like, as they were surgeons. But, yeah. yeah. So they're just like, yeah, no, no one's going to turn on you. Like, this is our thing. And they, they also mentioned they have a third team member named Jules. 
um, <laughs> that has been by briefly. Um, and yeah, so they, they've got Jules, who's a third team member, uh, who like Vimena has not met yet. She's like not here right now. Uh, and that they, regarding their contract, they said they probably have a few months left of their contract. Uh, if she pays the second half, and if she doesn't pay the second half, they still have a few weeks either way. So she, she's got them at their disposal. They've been paid off for quite a while, and then they can potentially uh, be paid more if she wants to continue the full contract that Lemex had with them. And they're like basically contracted to her for however long that is. Uh, but Jules apparently is the one who keeps more of that information. They're like, I don't, I don't know the exact dates. Jules is the one on top of that stuff. Uh, what kind of person do you think Jules will be? You... I was I was gonna say I hope it's a likable person, sort of like Lightsong, because then I'd be able to ship <laughs> ship ship them with um Ravenna. Oh my god, <laughs> everyone's gay. Yes. <laughs> Why not? That would be a great story. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. But yeah, I agree. I think uh, I I hope they're a likable person because I think they're gonna be the like. Uh, to me, it seems like the way this group has been made, uh, story-wise, they're gonna be like a serious type that like is supposed to kind of be like that glue for the two of these fools. Mm-hmm. They're they're the one who takes things seriously. They keep track of the dates of yeah. the contracts. They keep track of the money, and they're like the other two are just muscle, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even. They're just they're just mouths. Yeah. That's what they seem like. Maybe maybe through her she'll find like like what if um. What's his name? Vasher? Vasher, yeah. Yeah. What if what if they find him through like the mercenaries? Maybe. Maybe. And he's like, you know what? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that that's probably the most likely, you know, cause of them meeting. Maybe Vasher is Jewel. <gasps> <laughs> they did say that Jewels is specifically a woman. You never Vasher know. Is. <laughs> yes. I, I'm pretty sure Vasher is specifically a. They, they specify yes. him as a man. <laughs> for now. Uh, for, for now, okay. I mean, um, hey, you know, he changes gender. Also, do you. I, he, got, he can awaken uh, breath. <laughs> awaken the fake boobs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, he's gonna awaken his breasts. Oh my god. Yep. Uh, but anyways, do you, do you think Ravenna is gonna keep the mercenaries around for longer than the few weeks? I've been worried? Do you think she's gonna, like, pay the second half of their contract and keep them around for the full few months, or do you think she's just gonna, like, kind of get rid of them as soon as she can? No, nah, she's... I think she's gonna be... They're gonna be indebted to her, and, like, she's not gonna have to pay them. They're just gonna be there. Mm. I f- yeah, I feel like they're gonna be, like... she. Well, I feel like she's gonna be, like, yeah, I sort of need the help, so I might as well. I mean, to be fair, also, do we think that she's even going to be with them past the few weeks? Like, I mean, her plan is to pretty much get her sister out as fast as possible. Maybe she only yeah, needs them for the few happen. weeks and not have to extend their contract. Like, she might not want... It's, it's probably better if she gets happen. her sister before her sister's pregnant, ideally, if she's... Because otherwise they're really going to come after them. <laughs> well, she did make the comment that, like, uh, maybe faking her death. Yeah, they, she did say she... Because she's like, if we just take her, like, that's going to cause war, basically. So yeah. she needs to, like, get her out in a way that isn't going to alert them to the Idrians having taken her. Um, yeah. But yeah, but that goes into kind of her her plan. That was right after. So uh explains her plan of getting Ciri out of Helandrin in a way that won't immediately cause a war. Uh, excuse <laughs> me. And then they can get, uh, they go into the fact that Lamex was embezzling funds from Idris. Uh, and putting yep. his expenses higher so he could buy the breasts. 
Uh, however, Denton says that Lamex was involved in big plans that did seem to favor the Id uh, did seem to favor Idris. And although he was stealing from Idris, he was also a patriot and trying to help. Which uh, Vivenna, I think, has a hard time wrapping her mind around. It's like, he was stealing from us, but he also was kind of on our side helping us at the same time. So it seems like he was generally a good guy, but he was also kind of greedy and power hungry. But he did basically want to be on Idris's side. He just also wanted things for himself as well. It's kind of how it's uh, laid out to us. Um, and it's also mentioned that Denth and Takfa, although not aware of what the plans were, did lots of little things for Lamex in regards to whatever his big plans were. Uh, and so basically, Vivenna wants them to find out what, what Lamex was up to, because she's like, that, that might help me, figuring out like what he was doing and everything. And so Tenth and Tongfire are like, well, we're ransacking the house then. <laughs> and she's she's not the biggest fan of that, but she's like, okay, I guess if we need to, I'll, I'll supervise. Uh, but then the, the mercenaries are like, don't you want to go see your sister, though? Because she's going to be at the Court of Gods. Because like, as we know, it's been like six days of Siri kneeling on the floor this is now the seventh day like it, her week is up so she's going to be at this court of gods that light song is also going to and yeah and so siri's like yeah but only important people can get in or like and stuff like that and they're like yeah but you have around 500 breasts you are an important person you can just get in anywhere you want and, Dang, and i thought three breasts were terrible <laughs> yeah, so she's she's like just important enough to just instantly get in and she'll be able to see Siri from afar. She won't be able to like go up to her most likely. Um but she'll be able to go at least see her sister at this court of gods. Uh so yeah, what sort of things do you think they'll uh first of all they'll find at Lamex's place? Uh anything that will help Vivenna, do you think, when they ransack the place? Uh, possibly. But I don't know, I don't think they're gonna find much. Yeah, um, I'm thinking about, is the body still there? <laughs> uh, I think it's, I, I don't think I went into it, but I think it's briefly mentioned that someone had taken away the body. I think it's been, like, an overnight thing. They, like, rested. Oh, okay. And it's mentioned that I think a nurse or, the nurse that was, like, caring for him, like, took his body or something. Huh. Um, and I think it was also mentioned that, like, Jules had appeared while the Venom was sleeping and then left again. Like, it, it's been overnight. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't really know what's in the house, so... Yeah, all we know is that, um, yeah, Lamex apparently had big plans, and that's why Vimana wanted them to, like, search the place, because she's like, we need to find out if he had any important information. I think she wants, like, potentially, like, other connections or, like, information on whatever his plans were. Oh, yeah, like, the spy network or whatever they're using? Yeah, because that's what she wanted mostly from him, was, like, I need to talk... If you're dying, I need other people to talk to. Like, I, my, I'm without my main contact here now. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's just she's kind of like, what the fuck do I do now? This was my, this was one of my big parts of my plans. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, what do you think is gonna happen when Vivenna goes to see Siri uh, from afar? Hopefully, Siri sees her and realizes that she was wrong, and Vivenna is actually in the screen. <laughs> Um, she comment that she was happy that Vivenna was not here. Well, that's that's going to be next. We get a brief POV uh, from Siri after uh, this. I hope that she doesn't, like, freak out too much. Because <laughs> that's going to bring so much attention. But well, we, know that she, 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 we know that she's pretty good about, like, keeping her emotions in check. And she's, she's like, the person who's been trained. 
No, I'm talking about Siri. Oh, Siri. Vivenna. You think if Siri sees Vivenna, she's going to, like, freak out? Like, hey, sister, like, across the courtroom. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, gosh. No, that would be horrible. Um... And so yeah, we get the quick POV switch back to Siri, uh, who's getting ready to finally leave the God King's Palace for the first time. I think she she's pretty excited about it. Uh, she's excited to meet some of the other gods and to also see Susabron finally outside their nightly visits. She's like, oh shit, I'm gonna be able to see him like in daylight yeah. for once. Uh, oh, I think this is this is the gown. I think that I I got confused. I think this gown, this golden gown, she mentions has the short skirt at the front and long at the back, and she says it's gonna show too much leg. <laughs> is what she's worried about. Um, it's not such a thing, but okay. Um, but yeah, she's impressed with the gown, and the, there's colorful ribbons in her hair, and she specifically turns her hair a golden blonde to match, uh, the dress well, which all the servants, like, ooh, at, they're like, oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. The servants, the like, that... they make, they make comments and stuff. They're kind of like, oh, they're so impressed with her hair-changing abilities. Yeah, See, the fact, I love the fact that she's slowly adapting to what everyone likes there. Right. Yeah. And that, she... that literally made me so happy, and I don't know why. I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like a part of me just wants her to, like, you know fit in there for some reason i mean it does like, seem like her personality she wise she she fits yeah. a little better in halandrin <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's so, gonna be like who are you <laughs> yeah she she had tried on multiple dresses because she hadn't apparently thought to try on the all the outfits before yeah, she would just right. like pick one visibly thinking she could only try on the one she's like oh wait i can try on all of the dresses let me try out all of the dresses <laughs> yeah um and yeah she's she's she seems eager to fit in with halandrin uh to fit in with Landrin and with her uh with her family a whole kingdom away. Um so yeah, what do you what do you uh think Susabron is going to be like outside of the bedchambers? Do you think it's going to be I mean if you guys think that it's a, a puppet or like a fake person you've been seeing, do you think that fake person's gonna be at the court or do you think it's gonna be the real Susabron? Because I mean she doesn't really I... see him too well in the dark. She might not notice if it's a different person yeah. fully. I feel like it might be someone who looks like the person who's in the bedroom, but she's going to be like, wait, something feels off. It's going to, I feel like it's not going to be the same person. Mm. For sure. I think it is. You think it is the same person? Yeah. I think it's going to be the same. Uh, uh, <laughs> what if she just like glances at her and he's like, the same zombie. Because I can never remember the names. Lifeless. Lifeless. <laughs> um, <laughs> the same lifeless that I think is in there, I think is going to be at the thing because he doesn't talk, so he doesn't need to be like there, there. I, yeah. But I have this idea, possibly, that like he's a god king, so maybe he has like the ability to see through the lifeless in some mm, way. You think he can like kind of like astral project into them or something? Something, or either that, or like he sits in the room. Uh, like in the bedroom or whatever, in like a different spot, like peeping through a hole or something and watching what's going on. I mean, there's apparently multiple so doors because he stuff. doesn't enter and leave through the yeah. door that she enters and leaves through. Yeah, but uh, I feel like, um, I feel like it's gonna be something to the extent of like uh, he watches people, like he's him himself is never there. Kind of like um, in olden times, they used to have like the fake king that would mm. sit on the throne. In case somebody came to assassinate him, the uh, whole like puppet really king killing. thing, where there's like yeah, a, this real really secret king. Real king, yeah, you're not killing the real king, and then you know that looks very similar and you know like him, but he's not him. Yeah, kind of idea. I think I feel like that's what it's gonna be. Mm. He's gonna come through the thing because he doesn't talk, so he doesn't need to speak to anybody. He just needs to be there. Yeah. Also, we hmm. do know now that both uh, Siri and Lightsong and Blushweaver are all gonna be at this. 
Court of Assembly, do you think some of our POV characters are finally going to like meet and interact with each other? And how do you, what do you think those interactions will be like? If they, if they don't meet, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I, I, what if they're like, yeah, no, they're too high up or like, you know, they're too important to me or whatever. Like you'll get a glance of them. You can't interact though. No, no, I don't want that. That's going to upset me so much. Well, we know at least probably Blushweaver is probably going to... She, she's so interested in Siri. She's at least going to be watching Siri and probably talking to Light Song about her. Yeah. That, that seems and to be her whole thing. Like, that's and the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen. I must <laughs> date her and she must be mine. And Vivana's definitely going to try to find a, a way to get to her sister. So. Oh, yeah. But maybe not then because she does have to plan a way to get her out. Maybe it'll be like a hint, like a, like you know, mm-hmm. I'm here, <laughs> and I'm queer. No, I'm <laughs> here, I'm queer. Come back to me, sister. Um, but yeah, so that was all of our chapters. Uh, I've just got a couple overview, uh, overview. questions. So first of all, we didn't get any POVs with Fasher. Uh, this this episode. Do you think we're gonna see him again soon, or do you think he's gonna have like a rarer POV than kind of our main characters of Light Song, Siri, and Vivenna? I feel like he's gonna be a pretty main character from the way that we've already been kind of. Do you think we're gonna him. see him again soon? He's gonna be maybe like next episode or something. I don't know For about sure. next. I don't know about next episode, but it could be in like the episode after that, maybe. I mean, that would be kind of the like, as I said, like the rarer, rarer POVs. Because, like, we're getting pretty much, like, every second or third chapter is, like, our main three. So that's why I was asking. But there are 50 chapters. There are, there. Are, I think there's 55 or something? Mm. 58. Yeah, 58 plus an epilogue, so technically 59. Well, I guess 60 because of the prologue. Oh, my God. <laughs> More from, like... <laughs> oh, no. It just kept jumping, huh? Yeah, there's there's technically sixty full chapters if you count the prologue and epilogue as their own chapters. Cool. Um, what uh, what do you think, Darkness? How often do you think we'll get lots of Vasher POVs, or do you think it's gonna be like a very rare thing? I feel like it's gonna be every once in a while until they end up meeting someone important. Then mm. they're gonna be even more involved there. So. Do you think like closer maybe to like the end of the book that might be more important, or like partway through or something? Yeah. Out of book, out of book reference. When you made the comment about the fact that uh, Sanderson likes to give um, everybody's like, what's the word, uh, characteristics first, kind of a deal. Like here, here's your back, kind of small backstory, the who they are, what they're doing for a little bit, like learn who they are, and then now we're gonna slam everybody in together. Imagine. Yeah, so I, I only yeah I don't know if Darkness is in the chat, but basically I was telling Mythic briefly about uh one of the big, like, talked about points of Brandon Sanderson books are basically what's called in the community the Sanderlanch, which is basically the end, what twenty five percent or so of the book, which is basically where like his whole books are basically like building, 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 building of like intensity, and then the final like, however much of the book is just like a chaotic like fast-paced action like it goes and goes and goes and it's like POV's changing like back and forth like within chapters more like Warbreaker has a bit of that already but like compared to some of his other books but generally they'll be like more faster paced POV switches and like, it's just like action 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 and that's what 
uh, people joke that it's like the point where like you literally can't stop reading, which you guys are gonna have to stop reading partially due yeah, through the Sanderlanch. Yeah, it's gonna it. it's gonna be rough. Uh, cause yeah, basically everyone says like once you hit the Sanderlanch, it's like an all nighter. Like you got you get to the point you're like, okay, do I stop reading here or do I just read all night? <laughs> I'm gonna have to start reading hours before the podcast. You're, you're gonna have to hold off. Uh, I was also saying to Mythic that, like, w when we get to that point, you guys might want to be doing it twice a week instead of the once a week, just because it, it might be rough trying to wait. <laughs> um, um, what if Vasher's the God King? <laughs> who knows? Maybe Vasher's the God King. Maybe he's the secret king all along. Because I just, I just, I just thought of stuff. What did know. you think of? Could be. Because, like, Okay, let's say. Come on, run down the Let's say he's here. using all that breath, you know, mm -hmm. to just like manage like his control over everything. Mm. Like, along with all our theories of like you know the gods are just only like puppets and stuff like that or whatever. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It could be because he could just be managing the other person as well. And that's why we haven't seen much of it, because it's the big reveal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way that people aren't going to notice a sword like that unless he doesn't want, unless he has the power to, like, not, you know, make it noticeable, so. Mm. That's what I'm saying, like, if he's able to, kind of going on the concepts of what you said about corpses, uh, but, you know, in what I said, um, where, like, he reanimated this one corpse to look like him, to do its bidding he just put a bunch of breath in it and then it does his bidding his acting as the god king kind of idea yeah. uh i mean i could see it i could see vasher being that person especially since when we first met vasher he was like not high in the heightening he but he had made comments quite a few times that he had that he's been there before had, yeah. yeah he had had breaths way more breaths than he had so it could be possible that's what made me think that he was like at one point like one of these gods or something. Um, mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I hope I he is. I can see it. Or what if, yeah. what if uh, Nightblood is the actual Susabra? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have a lot of information about Vasher too much yet. We just know that, yeah, he's had a lot of breasts in the past and uh, he has a sentient sword. Uh, and he knew this rebel leader, Vaughn, uh, at some point that he eventually, that uh, Vaughn gave him the breasts. Uh, more breasts at the jail cell, but yeah, that, that's all we really know. We don't have a lot of information on Basher. We also know that he's like apparently interrogating people, trying to find out information, and he has he has plans that apparently Siri being in the city might disrupt. Hey, midnight or not midnight? Hey, uh, darkness. Yeah. Do you think Basher is his real name? No. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way. There's no way Basher is his real name. Nah. That's like an alias. He's like. My real name's Cicero. No, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, and I have like a whole set of different things. Like, yep. I like it. <sighs> throw, throw us down the rabbit hole. Uh, a brief other question I was going to have is, uh, do you think we're going to meet some some new gods at the assembly? Yeah. Hopefully. And what do you, what do you, you. think they're going to be like? Like Song says, they're all they're all not great. They're all uh, incompetent. Everyone's terrible. And the, since Comseer and Bright Hugh died, <laughs> I still think there's gonna be that one god that's like, you know, I'm the shit. You know, like I do everything that I can, and it's like all about me, my religion. You know, <laughs> like yeah. What do you think? Yeah. 
Mythic. I could see that. I could see that. I definitely think we're going to beat way more gods. Um, maybe mm-hmm. just like passing names, maybe, but mm-hmm. um, and like a small description, but like. I don't know. I I definitely feel like you're you're on the right track there, darkness. That somebody's gonna have like be much more full of themselves. Yeah. Than our, uh, than our There's gonna be that team. one annoying god. Uh, she's already a she's annoying already, eh? Yep. <laughs> I, I, I was like woman. <laughs> I was gonna be like um. Yeah, they're all gonna be like bless Reaver, but then <laughs> gotta give it a doubt. Like if they if they can top her annoying. Annoying, then yeah, sure. God, she is annoying. <laughs> Why is, is it because she's getting in your way? Yeah, yes, because she's stepping in my <laughs> turf. That song is mine. <laughs> Can't have him. Um, I was gonna, I guess maybe ask if uh you had anything to also uh expand on or like if you're gonna like refute any of your old predictions i could go over a couple of the ones i have so for uh darkness uh we had uh. that vasher was gonna is gonna be a mentor to light song do you think that's still a possibility i don't think so honestly not anymore all right uh you said that vasher uh was a god and betrayed the court of gods and that was one of his reasons he was in prison not just because of the bar fight that I don't think so. I don't think so anymore because he has too much freedom, you know? Mm. I mean, you still do think he was a god, though. You still think he seems to be a god of some sort. He's a god king or a returned god of some sort. Mm -hmm. Um, But the the, the reason why I don't think it's like, uh, um, they all like want to get him because he's like a traitor or something like that, um, is because the sword, there's no way if the gods wanted to actually find him, they wouldn't notice that, you know? Mm-hmm. So either he's a really the homicidal sword? No. <laughs> so either he's a really he's a really well kept secret, aka mm. the God King, mm. or I don't know, he's just like powerful enough to not make people notice him. All right. Also, do you feel think Vivena is going to be a villain <laughs> in the book? Uh, <laughs> I still have hopes. I want her as a villain. You want her to be <laughs> some sort of villain? Uh, yeah. and then another one, uh, was... Technically C- in the eyes of Palantir, you know. You said that, uh, Ciri and Lightsong are going to steal the power from the God King or stop his reign, potentially not actually stealing his breasts, uh, but you, you think they're going to steal his, his power somehow. I mean, yeah. Lightsong mm-hmm. and Ciri. I don't, I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like the Lightsong and Ciri are not going to have that much of a connection anymore. Hmm. I'm sorry, Mythic. Yeah. <laughs> And then you also <laughs> you said that Nightblood is or was a person. Yeah, I still feel that. Yeah. Uh, no, those are all from episode one. In episode two, you said Susabron is not alive, or at least the the person we think of as Susabron from the thing. You and Mythic mm-hmm. still kind of seem to think that he's like either a, maybe not dead, but he's like a puppet or something, or like not the real yeah. God King. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then you kind of just in passing said Siri's gonna somehow escape the court to explore the city a bit more. Like she's gonna kind of wander free a bit. Yeah. Uh, so those are your ones. I still and then... think that's a possibility, like a strong one, considering that she didn't let you know. Other she's gonna stuff sneak out a bit and explore. Her... Yeah. Um... I mean, it's look at look at Vivenna. She can like change her hair and stuff, and like disguise herself. Why can't Siri? You know. Mm-hmm. And then Mythic's predictions um, were, I mean, one of the ones that 
is kind of been proven already is that you thought Vivina was going to go to Halandrin to save Ciri, which, yeah, that seems to be her goal. Uh, ahead. <laughs> you thought that Lightsong and Ciri will marry or who at least be some sort of mentor or sibling relationship to her? <laughs> marry or sibling? Who? Sorry. Light Song and Siri, you said we're either going to get married or at least have a mentor or sibling relationship. Still think that? Yep. I still think they're going to be at least something. And then. Fair. uh, I think both of you just kind of said, like, you think the whole title just means that Siri's going to break the war in some way, that she's going to somehow stop the war or break the war. Breaking the war. Yeah. Um, Some kind of war breaker, you know? Exactly. You, Mythic, thought that Vasher was going to be a mentor to Ciri. Mm -hmm. I feel like... Still still feeling that. (laughs) I feel like Vasher's going to be a mentor to Vivenna now. Mm. I'll put that down. Like, what if he's the one that dispels her worries of, like, you know, I can't awaken stuff, you know? (laughs) I can't Mm -hmm. use breath. And he's like, you use breath right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. And myth- one of Mythics was also that uh, Vasher, uh, we've kind of talked about this episode, Vasher used to be a returned god, like Light Song, uh, and that obviously it's a lie that the gods can't awaken things because we've shown that Vasher can. So if he is a returned, then obviously they can use awakener powers, even though we've been told they can't. Well, I mean, on, I'm gonna, on top of that, I still have that feeling. Um, I feel like if, I feel like, like I said, Maybe they died with a whole bunch of breath, so they stayed in fifth, the uh, the fifth, tar- uh, wow, the fifth something. Can't remember what it was. Fifth heightening. No. Thank you. I had it right. I just didn't think it was right. <laughs> uh, the fifth heightening. They stay in the fifth heightening when they awaken, and then, but they don't have access to the breath that you know they had before. Mm-hmm. They're just able to use that chroma. And then they have to continue to give themselves one breath every time to stay alive, and that's the way that everybody else in the like the priests are to keep them subservient as mm-hmm. gods. Um, is to be like, okay, well, you're still alive. Here's one breath, but they don't have a lot, so like they can't do an awakening because you only have one breath. Where mm. if Vasher was a god, he took more breaths at one point somehow, and then learned he can awaken things. I see. This is my thought. Mm-hmm. And then you had also thought at one point that uh, Vasher is one of the current uh, two dozen gods, and so I guess if if that if you still think that you think then we'll meet him at the court of assembly. Well, I don't actually still think that now, but mm-hmm. you're still kind of more on the him as the god king thing. Actually, yeah, <laughs> uh, Darkness kind of made a good point. On that. <laughs> that, would, that would be an interesting plot point, and I would I'd be behind that for sure. <laughs> That'd be a pretty see, cool idea. The I issue think... there, if he is the God King, I'm shipping him with Siri. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shipping with Siri all you want. I get Night Song all to, uh, all to myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I think your other predictions were pretty much just ones we've, we've still covered this episode, which is that Nightblood was a returned god, or and Susan Bond is like a puppet or something, or a lifeless. Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about previously. Yes, that is all of my questions. Is there anything else you guys want to comment on, or...? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I, 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 I want to continue to read. Yeah, yeah I've gotten so... all my theories out already. 
not all of them. I still have stuff to think about after finding <laughs> out that this Vash can possibly be the god king. Now that you've you know, come to this new prediction. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so next time we'll be reading chapters 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. There are five chapters. The 20. No, t through 18. Nine. No, we're doing five chapters. I've already planned all the episodes. They're they're around fifty pages each, uh, and so yeah. So we're doing the five chapters: fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Uh, next time, next week. Uh, so yeah, I hope you guys will enjoy uh, those next chapters. Good luck yeah. reading them. <laughs>